You take the bearer pill. I show you how deep the honey jar goes. Here's episode two, The Ewok Reloaded. Janitor, I think it's so interesting that you encapsulate and talk about like this cult as a service. You sort of mentioned how you've seen that attention on me, I guess, is like that secret sauce, a part of it. You never joined VC and like you always anonymous, right? Did you ever like see that aspect of the culture? Because like we're like Chupe, Tez, myself, and Nap occasionally is like we're in that, but for the VC culture. Have you, did you observe that from the outside? Not really, but I saw the impacts of it. You know what I mean? In the sense of, how do I put this? you all show up for each other in a way which indicates you've connected, whether it's across VC or whatever. VC is not really my thing. I grew up in like a pre-microphone across a pre-VoIP era. And so it's just never really been as much my vibe. But uh, one Christmas Eve, I observed that there were like around midnight, there was, I can't remember how many, but there was some number of bears in VC. I had to observe that from the outside and I was like, this shit's the real deal. There's some folks probably snuck away from their family Christmas meal, sat in the toilet, doing a few booger boogers on the can. I'm like, that's the real shit, you know what I mean? There's something going on there if it's like, there's an, enough culture that people are showing up at all of these different points. Yeah, I don't know. Is that a fair comment? No, totally. I think you nailed it, right? And like authenticity, I think for me, from other communities maybe that you don't see all the time. I would say that, yeah, like VC the way that the culture is the bears online i don't know Tess, what do you think i feel like we kind of facilitates that like yeah absolutely i feel like troop could speak more on it than myself being a, like you, you and troop because you've been hardened vets of the vc world but yeah absolutely and i think that sir episode that will be out before this one is a great testament to that you can see how you guys have such a love and connection with each other so yeah check that one out as well to get a bit of an insight into that culture as well shameless plug shame it's open to all bears. We have a lot of love. Any new bear can come in and get the same love. Yeah, exactly. You don't need a JPEG to hang with the gang. Yeah. I was late to the party, but you guys still, uh, you know, with open arms, let me in. For sure. Except those bit bearers. <laughs> Except those dang bit bears. Eh? Those filthy bits. No, no, no. Just... <laughs> no, we love bit bears. You guys look really annoying. Here's $100 to get away from me. I don't know. Did you want us to go back to... We have notes, unless there's anything you wanted to touch on before we move into our stuff, Janny. Sound like you had a list of things you wanted to get off your chest. Hang on. Can you hear this? Real paper. Nice. You are old school. You're the MSN messenger, notes on paper kind of guy. Yeah, it's empty though, but it's good for a sound effect. I'll say you're pretty enjoyable, Jenny. I, I don't know what I was expecting, but pretty enjoyable, dog. I, <laughs> yeah. Sweaty. I, uh, you build it up so long in your mind. I don't know. We've had a relationship for a while. I mean, just like through conversations here and there for the longest time. So Look, there's something there where it's like the dynamic tension between existence and non-existence. So one of the things which makes the bad JPEGs more dynamic than many other collections is that it exists in and of its own right as a JPEG and people lobbying around it. And it's got a relationship with something which may or may not exist. And so like a muscle creating a, like a counter tension, like a push and a pull, that's one of the sources of vibrancy. So an example of this, that was from around, so that which shall not be now, actually even then, fuck it, Cardano, what, part of its power, right, is that it both exists and does not exist, right? It's launched, but it doesn't do anything. And because it doesn't do anything, you can project whatever you want onto it. And it's part of its power. And as soon as they 
try and launch it and make it do anything, it's suddenly all of the potentiality, all of the possibilities that so many different people have projected onto it, you know, it's going to come out into the dark light of day. Or you, you know when you've been dancing in a club and the lights come up and then you're like, damn, this yes. did not play out how I thought it was going to play out. It's like that moment of realness and, you know, that kind of gritty feeling you have. Ew! In a similar way with Janitor, this could go either way. Before this point, people are projecting what the fuck they want onto me. Am I part villain? Am I part benevolent weirdo? Am I jester? Am I like, what's the deal here? Um, And so, like, becoming more real in this case is kind of also collapsing possibilities of what could otherwise be. But I think, like, that whole existence, non-existence ticket is kind of a big part of the superpower of the shit that we're involved in. Um, So if we can say, was a, you know, when I say zero to one, what I mean is, like, caveman smashing rocks together and then suddenly sparks on twigs and then, like, you experience fire for the first time. You're like, ooh, caveman called out. And suddenly it's like, Holy shit, this is warm. This is ooga booga good shit. You know, it's like your first ooga booga and you realize, god damn, this feels good. So zero to one, you have Bitcoin, kind of like we were sending it around and it's just this funny thing that you can kind of send around, kind of novel when there was a WikiLeaks blockade and PayPal and Visa and MasterCard and kind of all the powers that be shut down the capability to donate to this thing. You had nerds like me on the internet being like, yo, fuck you, I'm going to send my funny internet money to these people instead, right? So that's where you see this first tiny little, like, uptick in Bitcoin. This is kind of what puts it on notice for kind of tech journals like TechCrunch or whatever. They then write an article about Bitcoin, I don't know, a month later, and then you see the next wave up. But it gets on their radar because nerds are using this shit and they find it interesting and, and they found a new fire to congregate around they're like what is this interesting thing the, the next one is kind of like you had color coins and that's where dodge came from and all of the shit it was like tweaking some of the configuration files inside the source code but i wouldn't say like a major zero to one they had a cultural zero to one which was basically a lot more kind of bearish in the sense of like, oh, we're hanging out on 4chan and Reddit and oh, you're a funny fucker, I'm going to send you a million dodge or whatever. It's like that cultural ticket where it's like oh, sending something that's scarce and has a private key attached to it across to some random person on the internet. That's like where they have a zero to one kind of fire moment where they're like, this shit is dope. Uh, the rest of the color coins we can kind of bypass. Ethereum then launches, it doesn't really do anything at first, but it's like one to zero moment is that it becomes like a Ponzi launch pad. That's it, zero to one. It's like, okay, cool, we can produce all of these unregulated securities, sell it direct to uh, Ball. And if you look at how many projects actually survived after like a year, it was in some tiny percentage, how many of them still exist now, an even smaller percentage. But that was kind of like the zero to one then. And we can kind of roll through back from that period. There's like DeFi Summer was one. NFTs going off was one. Food Coins was one. Uh, And that's a a big part of this whole like narrative chasing that you see a lot of CT engaged in is what is going to be the next caveman fire that sucks us in to enough people that you have both the attention ticket the attention, liquidity, people actually there, and flows of capital, enough that there can be interesting games. And this thing that we've been involved in, one of the reasons for the vibrancy 
it both exists and doesn't exist. The good JPEGs exist. The thing which hasn't yet been launched doesn't yet exist. That's a zero to one fire moment. Because when Bitcoin launched, when Ethereum did its ICO Ponzi platform to begin with, and it's, it's now something different, but at the beginning, it was really rudimentary and a bit like just sticks. We haven't yet seen, and this is something that Smokey, who's, you know, what can you say about Smokey? I feel sorry for us, is all I can say. Hello. But um, one of the things Smokey's done okay is um, the idea around... Maybe it's Devon, I'm not sure. Wanting, when we come into existence, we want there to be a carnival and festival-like experience, not arriving into a ghost town. And no chain has gone from non-existence to existence and had culture, things to do, established relationships with traditional institutional finance. I know this to be a fact because even though on my Twitter I say not officially linked with Verachain or bong bears people think i actually am and so i've seen a lot of privileged information come through my twitter dms where i'm like well holy fucking shit they are cold calling the barachain people uh let's see who's answering the phone <laughs> and they think i'm related to business development and so all i then do is create a group dm with smokey and then i bounce i'm like hey stop talking i literally don't work for barachain but i'll start a dm and then i bounce out and unless I'm getting psyops in a very, you know, I wouldn't put it past the fucker uh, uh, uh. in terms of like elaborate hoaxes. <laughs> it's that these types of signals where I'm like, okay, this is either been created to a bit. What's that movie? The one where this person lives there and the entire world is actually a TV show. Truman Show. Truman Show. Yeah, Truman. I'm like, either Truman. Oh, and in case I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Or... There's something genuinely interesting going on here. And whilst me being in a Truman Show would be the more comical outcome of all of this, I think in this particular case, it seems more likely that there's this new cave fire happening. And we just got kind of lucky. And to be honest, I think the bearer chain, like Smokey, Papa, Devon, they got lucky with us. And I think we all got lucky that we happened to be in RMOT and this type of thing. It was just one of these instances where it was the right moment in time. But then also, luckily, you know, Smokey's a crayon and um, Play-Doh eater. I moved here from Canada and they think I'm slow, eh? And had the presence of mind to just not try and control things. I mean, the reality is we all know Smokey has spent the marketing budget on Play-Doh and crayons. <laughs> and so there is no money to do marketing. And I think, like, has done a good job of keeping his head under the radar and, like, not pressing it. And because of that, we've been able to express culture in a particular way. And it's really difficult to put into words, but I don't think you can recreate what's happened because I think what's happened is the byproduct of a whole bunch of things coming together in a chaotic way for whatever reason. And so like the analog version of what we've done is Canto or Evmos or whatever. And we go into that a bit in one of the articles that we wrote. I don't think you can recreate what's happening in and around Berejane, the Bong Bears. And it's from all of this that kind of the Honey Jar kind of emerged from, is the Honey Jar as a project can only exist under these circumstances. And because it can only exist under these circumstances, it's been incredibly easy and funny. 
and we can get into it. I don't know if I'll stop and pause because I've just done like another <laughs> like um, Shakespeare, Shakespeare, right? Um, Shakespeare. I don't know if anyone's got any thoughts or questions off the back of that or... I mean, I had a couple of thoughts. Anyone strongly disagree? No, not what at all. No, like I think you're kind of alluding to that very much so with Cults at Dawn with like the way that this has kind of been cultivated, this community, like this carnival in the making that is going to be there for when launch comes. And I do think in some ways you say like it kind of happened, maybe like you're saying passively by the bio from Smokey, but I do think Smokey definitely sowed the seeds and he's kind of dipped a bit because he's very busy with his BD work, but he set out the blueprints for the way for the culture to build and flourish from there. And he checks in every now and then, but obviously he's not as active as he used to be. Disagree. <laughs> Strong, there's, there's no way Smokey's that smart. No. Okay. No way. I mean, either, look, either Smokey <laughs> is, is actually a genius, right? Is actually right curve. Yeah. Or he got lucky. Now, here's the thing. You might probably be right. Okay. Now, left curves and mid curves could really screw the pooch on that set of conditions. And they could come in and clamp down on culture. So, all right, fine. Maybe grudgingly, I will admit, Smokey's a bit right curve, but also, said it. you know, grudgingly. Okay, fine. Yeah, let's say it. Smokey's pretty fucking smart. S-M-R-T. I mean, S-M-A-R-T. But like part of the genius is sowing seeds and letting it grow is a smart move. So, yeah, okay, fine. I said he caught me on air. <laughs> <He's>, <laughs> Got him. He's a very smart Play-Doh eater, for sure. No, I think we're agreeing on that, though, because I think we're kind of saying the same thing. I think he sowed some seeds, but he stepped away and he's letting it grow organically. And This whole dynamic tension, it, it's fractal. It's like a Mandelbrot set. So you've got these um, tensions between characters. And so whilst I do not have beef with Smokey, I'll give him shit all day. Because I think that when you've got these dynamic of villain and hero or good cop back, good shit comes from that from all different levels. But real talk, I have a lot of respect for Smokey and the team over there because the observations which they've made, so they were DeFi degens and observing that, okay, this whole rotation game is fun, but it's one dimensional. It's like go over the rickety bridge with the rusty knife, you shank some folks and you try to get back over the rusty bridge and not die. Like, not get slippage to death, not collapse into a non-existent bridge. The games that you can play on the other side, fairly limited, or you nick yourself and then you get tetanus or, or something and then locked your... That will require a tetanus shot. Taking each of these different observations of the actual experience of playing out in these zones and then going, how can we make that better? They are geniuses, right? Because... The bear chain design as a whole, from what I've had insight into, each aspect of culture, the more institutional investment side, the tokenomics design, the tech stack, the culture ticket, has had consideration and a, like a presence of mind to actually do what's needed to iteratively improve. And I think like even the fact that they're still in non-existence has been an immensely big moat because they've been able to observe other things launching, take note. They haven't launched into the midst of this insane bear that we've just been in, right? The way that they have been rolling this thing out is just shows a lot of consideration. So whilst I'll give Smokey a lot of shit, it is, it, it is in jest. I've, I've got a lot of respect for the team. So if this show teach you anything, it should teach you how to respect everyone. So, to all you lot watching this, but mainly to the normal people, respect, Westside.
Well, yeah, I mean, it is somewhat of a perfect storm, right? Because building during the bear, that is exactly what you want to do. So they just got lucky there timing that one. But then I think a lot of people are drawn to this chain because they see, oh, look at this community. Like these guys are going to buy whatever, right? And I think it is in stark contrast to some of these more corporate type chains where you see the founders and you're like, oh, these guys are building something. Maybe the tech is all right, but I'm just going to go and I'm going to get all that I can out of it. And then I'm going to leave. But seeing everyone in the Barra community wanting to be a part of things, wanting to build things and just getting so involved from day one, just hearing about a potential maybe fake chain. I think that's like a real big incentive for people to come and actually stay. And I think you covered that well in the cult article. Like people will want to stay here and launching with so many day one protocols, services, everything. I mean, it's it's really a perfect storm. Yeah, but I agree. I think there's another ticket there that shouldn't be underplayed. And that is the community having fun together. That's your social liquidity, right? That's you folks hanging out in VC, establishing actual relationships. That is the foundation for some fucker like me coming in, sweeping a whole bunch of bears, and then having a counter side to engage with. It's like, oh, there's this weird cat willing to do swaps. Folks jumping into VC and go, yo, have you seen the deal that's on the table here? It's like triggers in a particular way. Now, how that trickles then up is, I think the way pseudo pools, putty, these different NFT fight things happened is, I, I can't remember whether it was you, up or maybe it was Chup or someone, I was a bit like, want to do something, what should I, I think one of you said. Yeah, I do remember that. You said you're thinking of playing with pseudo when it dropped, and then we put a suggestion on your Twitter, uh, and then you end up just yeah, diving yeah. into it. Yeah, dude, yeah, I forgot about that. I was, hey. too, I was too slow on that. Like, they did the snapshot before all of those pools were, um, I think, but whatever we're in our lane moisturized chilling we're cool we're, we're good <laughs> but what i'm trying to get at here is that one of the reasons that put a different way there's a whole bunch of different reasons why the bears might catch people's attention there's just the surface area is big there's it, there's many different layers from a project or protocol perspective when you're building it's both exhilarating and soul destroying like i, I don't know if folks have a background in software this one of the ewoks histories is in as a technologist and it's like 99% pain 1% orgasmic relief when it's like this thing I've been struggling with is finally working and actually having people using the stuff that you've toiled over it can like make or break your spirit in a sense and so protocols having engagement from an active community I can't overstate how meaningful that will be from the people building and so it's kind of this ticket where that kind of triangle of autism ticket that I kind of uh, that was at the heart of cult as a service I was trying to give voice to the fact that it's this benevolent feedback loop for kind of everyone involved but I also wanted to highlight the fact that each of those different set of stakeholders is super important in these type of cycles word gets around like builders build and you know how especially folks who are now like people talk it's one of the reasons I know so many people across this entire space is once you've established some type of a relationship, it's easier to pick up the phone, chat, send messages over whatever platform. And word gets around. It's like, okay, you're building a thing. You should speak to Janitor. Janitor is like a sizable web. Not anymore because I've kind of distributed bears in a particular way, but we'll get back to that. But because I'm able to go in and market mate to a certain degree, I can 
be a first mover, but that really works because then folks from VC, other folks are like, yo, there's some good deals. Let's go and make use of Lamaland or Putty Options or soon Abacus, soon Spice, soon Protect. It doesn't work with a Jani just going up and putting up something. And you kind of see that with NFT Fi as it's kind of expressed itself more widely is the uptake, it's missing some parts of flywheels. And in Verachain, there's just so many different elements at play. And it's the type of thing, I can say this also as someone who's, I've got a, another part of the EWAP backgrounds in finance, like the constraints that projects have around what they can publicly say so as not to fuck themselves with regards to the Howey test or securities regulation or this type of thing. It's a bit like a chicken or the egg thing where it's like, okay, everyone knows we're going to do a token drop, but we cannot indicate that we're going to do a token drop and we certainly cannot express something publicly about what might be required for that type of thing. Whilst at the same time, we want to communicate to people because we want them to stay involved. And that's why so many emergent L1s are kind of soulless in the sense that they need to build these tokenomic airdrop distribution mechanisms without really having a meaningful way of engaging with and identifying benevolent contributors or actors in the system. Do you know what I mean? It's just kind of one-dimensional. And so Verachain is like this odd moment where most projects would honestly invest millions and 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 millions of dollars if they could crack a code that would help them identify who will be engaged users that will actually contribute to the longer term healthy engagement of the ship that we're building. But regulation constrains folks from really engaging on that level at all. But another part of that is that with the US as, as part of those rules is that essentially you can only, before it hits the market, really engage with what are called sophisticated investors, right? These are people who earn above a certain amount of money. They've got like maybe sort of accredited investor status, or you need to have one of those dashboards that says we are not available to citizens of the USA and this type of thing. And that's why you get your like jumps, your Alameda's, your A16Z's kind of getting tokens for like pennies on the dollar because they are the entities that kind of meet those criteria. And the regulations have kind of like painted projects into a box where it's like either you go this established route where it's these dynamics of massive entities then dumping on retail's head as soon as it launches or with the kind of worst excesses that we've seen with kind of Alameda, FTX, all of that different boring shit. It's the constraint of the system itself. And I think by starting as pictures of bears smoking bongs, that's a bit where I'm like, I think Smokey and Co are really fucking smart, but I don't think anyone is smart enough to have had the vision to arrive at where we're at because they have spent zero on marketing. They've got like a dedicated 24-7 meme cult marketing machine churning shit out like on their own dime, on their own time. If they had that played out in the head, they really should go down as being really honestly masterminds. But I think it's more probably in the camp of a happy outcome from a set of potentialities. And it's a very amusing outcome that's kind of super chaotic that we'll look back at and be like, huh, that was weird. And I think a big part of why we've been 
Nat, me, Fdab, and the other contributors to the articles of the Honey Jar, ostensibly we're smashing out high quality content and a lot of it really quickly. And the reason for that is because, you know, we've all been giving our attention to this thing for years now. And actually, we spend a lot of time writing small on the internet and booga boogering at each other. But the reality is we all see a bit of this special picture that's at play. And when we sit down to kind of put our paws in the ink and like make shapes and then stick it through GPT and convert the small into real language, it tumbles out quickly because there's just so much to say that, yeah, I don't know. No, I, I think uh, what's so you know beautiful about what you just said there is like, I really don't think, especially having all of us been here at different points earlier on, I don't think anyone could have said this is going to turn out. Like I remember when Choop was bear pilling me back in December 2021, he actually was pretty close to, to where things went, but not the way that it happened. He's like, this is going to be massive. Right, Choop? That's what you're kind of like alluding to me. You're like, Ma- imagine this happens. He was thinking more in like those imaginary outcomes. Like, what if this bear did that or XX? X happened. And that sort of made me believe Imagine it. Like, million right, APY Lambo went. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. exactly. I'm like, all right, I'll get as many babies as possible, sir. But yeah. what was your vision, man? Like, did you see all this happening or? You see it lining up with like just the future of like finance again with the same meme um, with the Olympus guys coming over and it, it kind of just being ingrained in the bears, you know, those Olympus symbols just in those bears and putting faith in the bears you believe in. You know, um, that goes big with like Dev Bear, you know, when he got hired and just like really getting to know him and Mm -hmm. picking his brain and essentially just really pilling me hard on what he was trying to build. And yeah, I think I did see it coming from his perspective because it's a lot of faith in Dev. That's honestly what I think it was for us, Uh, like Janny. We heard Dev just speak out of conviction of like what he was trying to do. And uh, I guess like, I guess we were the Ewoks in that situation, eh, Chup? Yeah. (laughs) Ewoks on the war zone table. (laughs) <laughs> I didn't mention that part of my story. There was one day that myself and Goose, who's very busy with his own real life baby right now. So shout out to Goose. Shout out Goose. Yeah, shout out Goose. Creating, doing it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. But yeah, we got into a call with Depp and I have to admit because I'm pretty maybe mid, maybe left curve, but I'm like, okay, this guy's bloody smart and he's got some ideas. And that really got my attention initially onto the bears as well. Like beyond that Olympus meme culture that I thought it was kind of affiliated with, maybe that kind of Mark 11 mid curve. Maybe there's a run with us Australian podcasters. We just see it that way initially. And then when the penny drops eventually. Shout out to Mark, legends. Yes, yeah, shout out to Mark. That's such a good use of, you know, look, people project onto Jenny that Jenny is uh, whatever. But I will sit in that Discord now that there's a fucking Discord. And I'll just answer the same question over and over again. Because that's a better investment of time with people. It is part of, to loop back around to that thing about changing minds, is it's good that people have fear, uncertainty, and doubt. And then it's one of the things that can assist in people having a changing mind moment or a deepening of understanding is engaging with someone who you're projecting are this person's super right curve and whatever. And it's like, oh, okay, they're answering my question. It's like a really good investment of time. Being in voice channel, I can, uh, I think, dev. And, you know, before that, it was one of the things that hearing or seeing Zeus answer stuff who's really, was clearly kind of thinking a big picture, but then rocking up and answering questions in real time. Um, Mm. That time to response, I think, is part of some magic where you feel part of something. 
That's a good point. It's like if you are just, you know, a regular guy on the internet, but you see this person who you think is like, oh, they're building an entire blockchain or you respect them a lot. They're just hanging out with you. You just feel that camaraderie. Like, like you know, that makes you more attached. And uh, yes, priceless. It does. I do get dubious of these figures sometimes becoming to this hero worship, to this God level where people think they can say or do no wrong. But yeah, that shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yep. But yeah, yeah, it sounds like you agree. But, but that's why it's important. Bro, shout out my dev, dog. Shout out Devin. Yeah, but that's why it's important to have fun, right? So yeah. I would just disappear. The moment Janitor becomes idolized, I will destroy the account and disappear into the sunset and return as an egg. And I will never reference Janitor again. Another king. Yeah, go ahead and burn all that. It's like a, a thing which is just wrong with, I think, humans... It's like a part of our psychology, which we just need to be on high alert for. And that is this kind of wanting a leader and wanting a guru or wanting a hero. Hail Messiah! I'm not the Messiah! I say you are Lord and I should know I followed a few! And you see it play out time and again with like, who's the villain on CT? And it's just not a vibe. And I have a lot of respect for Zeus in that fact, because, you know, Zeus, I don't know where the fuck he is. The, the more of us who are building in the space who refuse to get put on a pedestal. Please listen, I am not the Messiah, do you understand? Honestly! Only the true Messiah denies his divinity. What? Again, smart, I, they don't take themselves too seriously, you know, and they don't seek out the limelight or whatever. They'll still shitpost. Yeah, agree. Sorry. It's, I hate that shit so much. It really upsets me. Moral of the story, FUD the shit out of the janitor, and uh, we'll keep getting good stuff. I've got thick skin. Please, I bring it. I love it. Like 80%. No, don't worry. So crates got us. <laughs> yeah, so crates has us, yeah. I thought you were going to publicly announce now that you are an effective altruist. Turn it up, though, so crates. You're a bit timid. I'm a bit surprised. Like, I, I know you've got it in you, but yeah, it's like... So there's time where I'm like, oh, is that all you've got? Come on. Yeah. Oh, time to go Super go. Saiyan. Super Saiyan Socrates. Holy, holy. You know who joined the Super Saiyan Club? He is on our side, isn't he? Will the Super Saiyan Socrates take down the janitor and his goons with brooms? Find out on the final episode of Janny Ball Z. Nope.